This Thursday, June 17th, will mark the three-month anniversary of lockdown in Santa Clara County. I imagine that like many of me, I imagine that like me, many of you are really ready to be done with it. This enforced isolation and separation is making you a little wacky or depressed or numb. And now we're hearing that 22 states, including California, are seeing a spike in coronavirus cases after a gradual reopening of businesses and restaurants. It feels like we're being punished just for wanting to reclaim a little bit of joy or at least get a good haircut. I ventured forth about 10 days ago, right when some places were starting to allow outdoor dining. I hadn't realized this relaxing of rules had occurred when suddenly there I was on the main street in Burlingame, walking through tables of unmasked people drinking wine, eating pizza, chatting and laughing. It was eerie and I got confused. But then I got super excited. I went to the Flights restaurant there and ordered the mac and cheese sampler, the taco sampler, and a margarita to go. After, I had just ordered a Vietnamese pork sandwich and boba tea to go at a little hole in the wall place. After, almost ordering a small mozzarella and sausage pizza to go from a third place. It was intoxicating. I felt alive again, as did almost everyone else on the street that day. I fear it may be short-lived. Whatever it is you're missing most is possibly going to have to wait a little longer. Or if you can obtain it, a mini vacation, a pedicure, a prolonged visit with friends or family, it may be tinged with anxiety. I keep wondering whether there is a spiritual lesson in all this, the way times of distress can teach us something about our capacity as human beings. Paul writes in his letter to the Romans, we boast in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not disappoint us because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. Paul was speaking of the persecutions he and his companions had endured on their missionary journeys around the Mediterranean, spreading the good news of salvation through Jesus Christ. Compared to the lashings and imprisonments they received, our deprivations may seem a bit trifling, but they are ours, and the lessons of personal growth we might take are similar. In our own individual way, each of us is probably suffering right now. Boredom, fear, anger, grief, frustration, at least one of these is our daily companion. The question is, how has your particular suffering produced endurance? What are you doing to cope with it? If your answer is nothing or, eh, 
I'm wallowing in my suffering, thank you very much. You're missing a chance for growth. The way of life you once enjoyed is now upended, so what is making you still cling so tightly to it, insisting upon its return? What is making, has enduring its absence brought you new resources to cope and thrive you would never have explored otherwise? For me, not having restaurants to dine in every day has forced me to finally learn to cook a few recipes. Just a very few, but it's actually kind of fun. And I've been baking, exclusively banana bread, which I've given away, mostly, to 10 people over the last month. Mine is a pretty measly example of suffering and endurance. When all around us people are dying, or protesting oppression they've endured all their lives. But just for today, I wanted to address the more immediate pain in our lives, apart from the news cycle. Though of course there is no end of grief, anger, and frustration to be found there too, and it of course infects our own lives. How is the suffering or discomfort you are going through teaching you lessons of endurance. I suspect that half of what is so painful in this season of lockdown is having to face what we can usually avoid by making ourselves overly busy with tasks and errands, projects and routines. When those are stripped away, there's some things we might have to face. My God, I'm actually really lonely. Or, work has been my life. I never made more time for what I truly loved. Or, I stopped pursuing a dream, a goal, and settled for keeping busy with what was in front of me. Maybe you're all self-actualized and I'm just describing myself, but I don't think so. Endurance produces character. Paul says. Could this time of endurance be an opportunity to rebuild, to produce your true character? Even those of you who are retired, are you finding new clarity around what is truly important in your life? Last week and this week are my traditional vacation times, post-Trinity Sunday when William and I jet off to some fabulous European cities, see the sights, visit art museums, and eat new foods. My body must have a muscle memory of this because it is wanting to relax and slacken even more than usual. But having to stay home, I've discovered some underlying reasons why travel is so central to my life. I get to feel wealthy and cosmopolitan in ways I never did growing up. Visiting the Musée d'Orsay in Paris, going to Evensong at Westminster Abbey, touring Gaudi buildings in Barcelona, walking the cobbled streets of Rome at night. That's rich people stuff. But also, I busy myself up with new sites so as to avoid settling into a committed home life. Home has always been something to escape from for me. 
so I've never been a great housemate. Sheltering in place is forcing me to commit to making a home in small ways like cooking and in larger ways like spending more time with William. How might this time of endurance be revealing something about your character, your motivations, what makes you tick? And will this time of lockdown strengthen your resolve to make some changes that will strengthen you, will bring you closer to the character that is most truly you? Character produces hope, and hope does not disappoint us. Paul, his companions, and those early Christians all found a new reason for living in the salvific message of Christ, and that hope strengthened them to endure persecution and even martyrdom. I believe things are going to get worse before they get better in our world, too, if they do get better. We may get hit with new waves of coronavirus infection in late August, if not sooner. Climate change has firmly brought us into a new reality of harsher weather, stronger hurricanes, and increased food and water shortages. The protests in our streets for black lives and against police violence may bring about some lasting changes. But if they succeed, it will not happen soon because you cannot turn a large ship like endemic racism around that quickly. And there will be birth pangs, backlash, upset at the discomfort visited upon all our lives if we truly commit to making black lives matter. So in this time of lockdown, I urge you to find your hope because you will need it. Let this season bear fruit in your soul that suffering may grow endurance and blossom into character that thrives in the soil of hope. Despite the drought and deprivation of these times, find your hope then hope will not disappoint us because God's love will have been poured into our hearts and we will find ways to pour God's love back out into the world. We were made for hope, not for hiding. It's a strange alchemy to take suffering and forge from it hope. That is how so much of human progress has been achieved. From hardship came struggle and eventual new life. It's like that old Negro spiritual with the strange lyric, nobody knows the trouble I've seen. Nobody knows but Jesus. Nobody knows the trouble I've seen. Glory, hallelujah. How we get from trouble to hallelujah may be how God measures what we did with the life we've been given to live.